My mom told me not to talk to strangers on the internet, but I'm glad I didn't listen. We are the Certified Nunas, your sisters in the love of Asian entertainment. Hi, I'm Amanda. I'm Jesse. I'm Natalia. And I'm Skye. And today we're taking a little journey into self-care. It's been, you know, a couple year and a half of time when we needed, you know, some self-care. And a lot of people <laughs> can turn to dramas to help them deal with things going on in their own lives, some sort of catharsis of some sorts. So we're going to talk about healing dramas and, you know, how you can use dramas for your own self-care, like I'm sure we have done before. <laughs> a time or once two. Away, maybe once maybe. or twice. I think a uh, lot of people did. Like, Yeah, I think over this pandemic, yeah. a lot of people discovered that K-dramas are really great for yeah that sort yeah. of thing uh, well and I think just everything right like I got more into reading again you know just for whatever reason and I think a lot of people have found those things that mm. used to bring them comfort and they fell away from and now they're like getting back into them and stuff so that's good too so what would we all define a healing drama as like what would what would the world maybe define a healing drama as it's- think the world defines a healing drama basically slice of life even though that's Mm. not really it because Mm. you can have a healing drama slice of lives are supposed to be like literally from life like there shouldn't be Mm -hmm. anything that's like extraordinary or like any sort of drama or anything like that it should just be kind of straight up like people doing people things things, which is not necessarily healing so it can be but like not always yeah right I get. I don't know. I guess it's more of like if I don't know. It's kind like, of like hard to define. It's like nebulous, yeah. right? It, yeah, especially like in terms of like Asian dramas because we don't really have that in Western media that I can think mm. of. Not not often at all. Once in a blue moon, you'll run across something that has a moment or a theme in it that yeah, can mm-hmm. be like maybe that but like way. maybe more like holiday favorites or um yeah. like yeah mm-hmm. I mean, more like, mini series and and Christmas movie of the movies. week and movies stuff. more yeah. than that. movies more than shows yeah yeah i don't and like I think, see much in shows or like actual like no. season shows not yeah like i think that that's part specials. of the problem is because of the seasoned thing it's like you can't keep the same theme going now over and over I'm just gonna say with Hallmark-esque movies be I feel in that genre. For some like people, they sure. might be. Like, some of them. I think some, uh, like yeah. in terms of like closest that I could like relate to like hmm. Asian what like healing dramas versus what Western entertainment gives us. I think yeah. like I think those. people have a tendency to kind of go, there's rom-coms and then there's healing dramas, right? Like if it's a mm-hmm. romance, it's either a rom-com or it's a healing drama. And I don't think that's always true either. Like it, mm-hmm. but I think the mellow does like lend itself more to that. Mm-hmm. Like that you were saying, like the Hallmark movie kind of that, you know, been through a horrible divorce or you're widowed or you're whatever. And then you move forward in your life and you heal from your past trauma. And mm. now you're free to find love kind of tends to seem to be the arc, yeah, but not always with the love. Like there is, is, an is it kind of like almost a personal growth type thing. Mm. It is, but you can also apply it to like the actual, the way it's shot, uh, that it's like healing and that it's not going to be 
causing anxiety for mm-hmm. the viewer itself, which yes. could be nothing to do with like the story. It could be just mm-hmm. like that it's soft lighting, soft filters on all the, the movie or TV mm-hmm. show. The dialogue is softer. They don't have like a lot of like hard noises, that sort of thing too. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to where sometimes the way it's shot can be more comforting and mm. maybe the plot while it might have some healing things or whatever in it sometimes the plot can actually be a, a wee stressful yeah. or suspenseful mm. or something but like, the way it's mm. shot is the thing that makes it more of a healing comforting situation mm-hmm. i i get in that sense i think of the drama like something in the rain where the plot of that drama and the characters in it do not lend themselves to this theme but the way it is shot is very mm-hmm. peaceful and like serene and stuff mm-hmm. and you know you'll have these horrible characters but it's like the rest of it is you know just sort of chill like yeah the, the i feel shooting. like when the weather is fine was mm-hmm. like that too in some senses yeah. like some of the characters were great and there was growth and healing that happened for them but some of the stuff in it was also pretty intense and pretty difficult yeah. to watch. But the lighting and the, you know, filters and the way everything just sort of happened at a peaceful pace most of the time mm-hmm. had that kind of vibe to it. Yeah. yeah. Your house helper was also like that. Uh, mm-hmm. There were some like storylines that were pretty like big because there was like a sexual assault issue or like something with that. It's been a while since I've seen that. Uh, drama but like the way that it was shot in the way that like the characters spoke like mm. especially uh the main character um his cadence with everything it was very like peaceful and calming and then also using like the cleaning shots as like a help whether it helped yeah. the characters or not it was within the drama it was very healing mm. And if we're talking about like shots like that, I'm thinking of uh, the Thai drama Ingredients, which is web drama. In, in essence, like the, the plot of it is just two roommates uh, during the pandemic when they can't leave the house. So they're just doing stuff together. But there's a lot of just like really nice like cooking shots and like washing your hands. In one episode, there's a cute baby. Like there's just, you know, it's very soft, very chill. And it's sort of, while it is dealing with like, oh yeah, we were all stuck inside due to a deadly disease that's still ravaging the world now. But at the same time, it was like, but you can still find like peace and comfort and all that during stressful times too. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. also just really cute. So <laughs> it's hard to really nail down like this is the actual definition of it because like we said it can be aspects of a show. It can mm-hmm. only be the way it's shot. Or sometimes it is, well this this main arc mm-hmm. feels like that with either the growth or the healing of the characters or something. But it also <laughs> like it'll depend someone's little tippy taps <laughs> that's on my end the little tippy taps are on my end he's now standing on the blanket i put on the ground just looking at me like like he's literally me, he looks like, so pathetic no no he looks like he's like i'm tap a, dancing today um, yeah he's like he looks like i'm a little abandoned child that nobody loves hmm. and i'm like buddy you're on the bed until like 1 30 like anyway um i think it's also like important to note that well, that's, I think, what, like, would be defined as, like, a healing drama. It really depends 
on you as a person because not everyone would find that you know as cathartic as something else would be and also it's like it's all situational like what are you trying to find an escape or a catharsis from Mm -hmm. um might lead you to different types of dramas that where like the satisfaction of the drama becomes sort of a mental help to you that well like one of the dramas that immediately came into my mind and i won't name it because what i'm gonna say would be a spoiler otherwise but it ends with essentially a girl killing another person and it's so I burst into tears when she did it was so good I was because I was so afraid she was gonna die like and then it was like no but like I totally think of that drama as a healing drama because a lot of stuff happened and it was very cathartic the big moment was murder and you're like okay well say listen sometimes like you're you're you know you're at your job or whatever and there's just this one motherfucker who is just like their mission in life seems to be to test your every last nerve and then you're watching a drama like that and there's a character that reminds you of that person and they get their comeuppance and suddenly you feel a little better about life like i wouldn't normally say that like you know office dramas are particularly healing but like every once in a while like you'll get that you know that gross boss who like just gets destroyed and you're like yes this this was very satisfying and you know and then you sort of live vicariously through these characters although i do think that sometimes especially in korean dramas right now that like an office drama can be a healing drama, like something mm. like Missang or mm. um, Radiant yeah. Office, where they use that sense of like bleakness and everything, and it gets overcome in that office setting, right? Mm. Yeah. So I think that's uh, honestly why a lot of like Asian entertainment in general has a lot of suicide depicted is mm-hmm. because one, it's always like a educational thing, but like mm-hmm. two, it's to like remind people that they're not alone. Mm-hmm. And that like other people have experienced that. And it's like hard for us because like, even though it's still like prevalent here, I don't think it's as prevalent in terms of like every aspect because it's just the suicide rate is so high, especially mm-hmm. in Asian countries that it's kind of has to be there. And so that's a way of like a comfort for a specific person, mm-hmm. like that may not be like comfort for like other people. Yeah. Yeah, like it could seem not really abrupt to us, but since it's not as quite as commonplace here, Mm -hmm. but when it is more of an aspect of your life, it can be just speaking to that as a reality Mm -hmm. and and kind of like the slice of life thing, like that is an aspect of life to them. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. not, and not portraying that would be disingenuous, you know? Because especially if it's the type of show that is trying to pretty much make the viewer feel like they're heard or seen. Mm. And I think that's kind of a thing too with healing dramas. Like sometimes it is a matter of, I I feel like I've seen through watching this in a Mm. way. Mm -hmm. You feel represented. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even if it's simple, even if the character might not reflect you in a lot of ways, sometimes it's just a moment that they have of a like an emotional moment mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. a little turning point or even just emotional thought that you can tell the way they think it through and you're like ah oh, that's something that I've experienced too yeah mm-hmm. to me 
there could be a drama that doesn't even really have a lot of other healing themes in it mm-hmm. necessarily. But if you're able to feel seen like yeah, that, yeah. and sometimes it surprises you. Sometimes you don't expect mm-hmm. that to happen when you're watching it. It's kind of neat when it does surprise you because sometimes mm-hmm. you go into a drama and you're like, oh, this looks like a healing one. You can kind of go in <laughs> trying to yeah. pick out emotional themes that you do maybe mm-hmm. find in common. But it's kind of neat when you're watching a show that you think you have, you know, nothing, nothing in common with this character, anything. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it's like, ah, the way they felt, I've been there. Yeah. And, then you, mm-hmm. and you've maybe never told anyone in your life that you felt that way or experienced that or something. But if you feel seen, it, it's a big deal. Like, yeah. I, I think that's really neat. And I will say, I think for me, that's a big part of why I like watching Asian dramas. Yeah. When people ask, why do you like watching Asian dramas? It's really hard to just unpack all of that emotion. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's right. a lot of background as to why. It's not How like a simple one sentence. The short answer is like, I like the way they portray emotion, right? Like that's the <laughs> short answer to someone who's not well acquainted with Asian dramas. Yeah, or you only have like a certain amount of time with this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your elevator pitch, right? <laughs> yeah. But whenever they think that, they're thinking, oh, rom-com, lovey-dovey, kissy-kissy emotion. It's like, that's actually not what I'm saying at all. I believe it maybe is because the more prevalence of female writers and Mm. the emotional intelligence that they often put within their stories. I'm not saying that it's every drama or anything Mm -hmm. like that. But again, sometimes it's a drama that you're not thinking you're going to find it. And all of a sudden you're like, ooh, that emotional moment. And all of a sudden that it might not become like a comfort drama. But if you remember that one part of it, it it kind of that. Yeah. It is kind of a comfort moment for you when you think mm-hmm. back to it. And then that drama becomes more meaningful to you in general. I, I always find it so nice with Asian dramas. Like, you know, when you get into them, you know, you'll often hear people say things like, oh, like culture shock, like their culture is so different. And I don't think I could really understand one of those dramas. Like, I'm not familiar with the culture. But then when you watch them, you realize that there's these really wonderful universal themes and emotions that everyone can relate to no matter where they're from. I feel like with like Asian dramas, since it's only one season for most of them, there's not that need to sort of sell itself to get re booked. Mm-hmm. So you get a lot more diversity of types of shows that you can watch because, you know, their commercialization is just like, you know, the, you know, PPL that they have in the show. like they're not trying to get turned into a second season so they don't have to advertise to the the most common denominator here you get these sort of more quiet not exciting per se stories that you just don't see in western television and there's just something you know that connects with you as like you know from a person who's you know halfway across the world like on complete other side that you and that person, like you and that writer or that character in that moment, like you realize that there's a commonality between all humankind. What I think is really great about Asian, like especially like Korean and Asian dramas mm-hmm. in general, I think because of what you said, because of there's that not that need that your whole entire production mm-hmm. costs leans on in the second season and also like, you know, production costs are different too and like yeah. especially in American television actors are paid higher that sort of thing it lends to allowing there to be like very character driven stories and mm-hmm. I'm a big character person 
and it allows for characters to be flawed in ways that you don't like expect you wouldn't get in a like a western series not to say that doesn't happen like there's still like dramas out there that do the same thing but uh, you get to see like characters that are like introverted or characters doing other things that aren't like these showy crazy things like astronomical like stories that would never happen Mm -hmm. to anyone not even just like like a little bit of like craziness that you're like not everybody's gonna have that type of romance but they're still like grounded in a way yeah um like I, I guess it's just that like there needs to be the showy because of the way that they have to get their money in like western entertainment mm-hmm. that yeah. um then kind of sidelines a lot of that character building stuff and when you and essentially when you have that like small compacted series you get to have the characters kind of yeah. shine because you don't have to spend your one week on a fake bomb that nobody talks about again <laughs> yeah like throughout the series it's like, yeah, listen yeah, listen exactly. 24 is fun okay yeah like, 24 is a fun show for those like you know like, me i love the like like I my mostly like, yeah like, shows i love those types of things it's just i think a lot of that is put in there just because they need it to be there yeah, sensational they need, they need it for and i completely you know, understand the re- like reasonings behind it because at the end of the day it is business like it's yeah (laughs) you know I just I feel like you get more ways of characters that you actually connect to a little bit more Mm. like say sort of something like um my ID is Gundam Beauty Mm. would I ever really expect like a western show to actually like do an introverted character well no because they don't even know but like K-drama can put it in and it's like okay I feel a little bit heard right now because that's the type of person I am like yeah yeah it's like they have room for more not just emotional storytelling but also more emotional characters and showing more aspects Mm -hmm. of someone's inner thoughts a little better in Mm -hmm. my opinion Mm -hmm. because they have the storytelling space to do it since they're not busy you know unless you're like penthouse or something yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, 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 the and their show is supposed to be that way. yeah, right. yeah. There, there's room for both like you know absolutely saying that you can't enjoy yeah, like absolutely. a big over-the-top like i love me some over-the-top yeah. nonsense but like sometimes you want quiet also be, too right yeah sometimes you don't want the over the like sometimes the over-the-top nonsense is exactly what you need in your life like you just want to laugh hysterically at you know the shenanigans of the fake rich and famous you know what i mean like but that's not all the time and when that's the only thing that you're offered is just like you know excitement after excitement Mm. after they keep having to build up and be more exciting and more over the top like it gets exhausting sometimes you want something quiet I, I think one of the things too with Asian dramas is because they have that short season you have one writer and like they have a team that's helping them but you the characters more more frequently not I'm not gonna say always but the characters more (laughs) frequently stay their course from start to end they're like the storyteller has a story to tell and they know how their characters should respond when something new you know when that product placement gets dropped on them in you know mid episode writing they know how their character would deal with this or whatever as opposed to western stuff that goes on for 13 seasons and it has had 
15 different head writers at various times. And now you're watching in season 12 and you're going, but no, like in season two, this (laughs) character would never have done this. You know what I mean? And you're like, yeah. All I can think is you don't have to deal with that. So they the have to the, tell it. The one, the one that I can think of the most is like Grey's Anatomy. Yes, like Grey's Anatomy is a perfect example. Like, why the hell would anyone work at this hospital? <laughs> it's a fucking, it's a disaster zone. It ruins lives. But also, watch it the first season. It's of so what good. It is. It's based so on the, the like season. latter seasons, and it's a completely different it's show. Why? And the different. first season was character driven, <laughs> and much. it became crazy driven which is like fine and understandable but it's like you don't have that such a drasticness yeah the only way way to see that drasticness in like k-dramas is those like you know the serial killer like angle but that's like it it's very quiet too in a way it's very like okay well i felt like like gray's first season is like a mellow a healing mellow even and then like gray's now mm. is like a mac jang like it's just <laughs> hell is total daily mac jang going it's on i would like, say I'm- most of western stuff is mock jang and something like gray's anatomy where it's like very weird but not weird but very nonsensical in that like these things would never happen ever mm. not even like kind of yeah. That is a sense of healing for other people too. That's like true, having because something they can... so absurd or unnatural is actually like a comfort to some people. That yeah, they... because they can forget. Yeah, they can forget about things, and mm-hmm. they just know that this is a safe place because this really isn't stuff that's going to ever happen to yeah. you. Right. That's like stuff like you know, like monster movies and you know, like superhero films yeah. and you know, sci-fi fantasy stuff. Like it's healing for some people because they can use it as a means to completely divorce their brains for the time that they're watching it from the problems that face them in the everyday world because the problems being faced by these characters are not things that would ever face people <laughs> yeah. in the everyday you're world. Like, you're, you know, like, you're not going to be the one facing those. You're like, oh, I find yeah, comfort and that's like, not listen, a worry in my life. Yeah, like yeah. if you're watching Godzilla, like the, the chances of you encountering a multi-story tall laser fire breathing dragon creature is very unlikely very small very minuscule (laughs) like listen nothing's ever impossible but it it seems pretty unlikely you know so i feel like uh like sweet home for a Hmm. lot of people especially at the time that it came out sweet home might not have hit the same way in a different time frame right because but for us being in a pandemic stuck at home suddenly these people who are stuck at home and fighting a monster like at fighting least they, a pandemic I, of sorts yeah like at least it's something <laughs> they can fight right and it's yeah. like when you're feeling helpless you're watching that and you're like yes yes fight that mm-hmm. thing because i can't fight this right now like i'm just yeah. stuck in my house and there's nothing i, I picking up an axe is not gonna help it's not but like yeah you can't you can't you know no. cut a virus with a sword you know like i get it i get it i so, do think there's yeah. like also that kind of like turn especially like with like horror and stuff i find that like especially with me personally because i have a lot of anxiety about things that mm. there are like some aspects of like watching that or maybe say some like true crime where it becomes healing because it 
it takes p- things that could potentially happen, right? Yeah. Because, like, uh, intrusion is actually something that could happen to someone in their mm-hmm. lives. In that, and, like, it creates a safe place because then you start to, like, understand maybe potentially what happened. Mm-hmm. And you start to, like, almost, like, figure out ways that you could, like, help yourself in that situation. Yeah. Not that mm-hmm. you, sh- like, need to or, like, it could be bad, like, knowing that like mentally but like it's it's a way of like curbing that anxiety which then Mm -hmm. is healing for you because you kind of are like taking this thing that is very anxiety inducing and like kind of actually getting control of it like you're taking control of it and figuring out the ways things and you can do that by watching others do the things that Mm -hmm. they do in a movie or see how it played out in like a true crime situation it's kind of like being exposed to those thoughts or even kind of a thought experiment of this person dealt with it this way and then like you know would I handle it similarly or whatever Mm -hmm. and it kind of gives you a vicarious experience and exposure to it to where yeah maybe it Mm -hmm. helps yeah and all I mean like it could like help with even just like realizing what is actually true about that type thing and not the fantastical things that you're Mm -hmm. thinking of in your head or that there's actually, like, it's not a hopeless situation. Like, not mm-hmm. everybody who gets into those situations dies or gets hurt. Like, there are ways mm-hmm. out of it. So there's, like, that kind of sense of, like, hope at the end mm-hmm. of the tunnel. And you can see that and it can, like, really start to heal you a little bit mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of the whatever trauma that's, like, making you fixate on that, you know? Right. As opposed to the unknown, the like, if you had unknown completely and how yeah. that could mm-hmm. be a very anxiety inducing type thing yeah there's a lot of ways to find comfort or healing and stuff is what yeah. it comes down to. yeah I, I would say that most of the people probably like who gotten into uh watching asian dramas now during the pandemic was just doing it as a way just to like not think of anything and, you yeah, know and to pass time you know yeah, and oh, Netflix time. recommended this yeah. drama like let's check and it especially out especially when you're in your first kind of year of watching like subtitle content you're focused on it you know more because your your brain's still kind of adjusting to the watching yeah. the subtitles reading. and reading that and not, reading not your actually like hearing the things that you're reading too and yeah. so I think it, it gave people a way to kind of focus in on stuff and like block out Mm -hmm. the world for a little bit Mm -hmm. yeah it's funny how something like mdl would define healing dramas as like oh slice of life-esque type stuff when it could be like we said the exact opposite of that so like an example for me would be like extraordinary you it's a very fantasy driven show but you, but aspects of how the characters deal with certain situations, again, if, if you feel mm-hmm. like you're seen or if you feel reflected in that, all of a sudden it does become like comforting to you mm-hmm. yeah. or seeing how they grow or overcome something. Again, it's kind of like a second hand, like you feel proud of them or something. So yeah. there's just a lot of something definitely doesn't have to be realistic or it doesn't even have to be a slow pace or a soap opera filter type camera like, shot. But listen, if that's what makes, like, if that's what helps you, you could literally be you. the only person that ever feels in healing and it's still a healing And it's drama, fine. It's still know? valid. Like, I think even between the four of us, like dramas that we would pick, that we would consider 
healing and like the way that we would set about like a healing drama session like if we were you know needing some you know me time with some tv you know what i mean Mm -hmm. uh it would be a completely different scenario with each of us so yeah well and i think too that some of the dramas that I consider to be healing dramas are not dramas that I necessarily ever want to watch again. Like yeah. it was good and it, it did the thing, but like, it's not what I would consider a comfort drama. Right? Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. sometimes they could be the same thing and sometimes definitely not the same thing. The healing could actually not come from you, but within the characters themselves, like the characters mm-hmm. on the screen are healing themselves mm-hmm. and it not mm-hmm. be anything that's tied to you and still be like a healing drama. Like I would say like, yeah, it's okay. Uh, that's love is a like mm. kind of example of that where it's like the characters are healing themselves mm-hmm. and I might watch it and not feel like it's a healing drama for me per se, but I could see that the characters are healing themselves for like yeah. um, beauty inside kind of does it too, mm. where like, it's just like the characters are kind of healing with whatever they're dealing with or like kind of focusing their sense on being okay with who they are. And it may like translate into a healing drama for some people, but us others, it could just be just entertainment on the screen, but you're seeing characters heal themselves. Yeah. Like another example would be move to heaven. Like, did I have anything in common with the characters on this show? Absolutely not in any way, but God, watching them, you know, come to terms with their lives is got me in my feels. Empathy right yeah. so it can be a healing drama and not be your healing but mm-hmm. still it, you have empathy for the characters yeah. and yeah. and you know and that's a good thing I, I like that I can watch something and and not connect with the character on a personal level mm-hmm. all the time sometimes I do and sometimes I don't but like if it's a good character mm-hmm. I appreciate that they are getting to heal or even like we talked about earlier, sometimes those cathartic type ones where maybe mm. it is more of an action or violent type show and, you know, no personal attachment whatsoever, but you can see how those types of actions or whatever helps mm. the character heal or work through their trauma mm-hmm. or anything that they're going through. And then, yeah, it, it becomes kind of cathartic for you because you yeah. can see how it helps them. Yeah, you saw their journey and that and seeing their mm-hmm. journey play out is healing. And I just think that Asian dramas do such a better job at giving emotional weight to even action thriller, crime drama. All of a sudden there's more of an emotional story going on quite often yeah. Yeah. that is a either a pr- sometimes it is just problem solving and that's mm-hmm. great, but a lot of times there is like the characters work through all these emotional things together yeah. or separately, yeah. or sometimes it's a very in their own head thing. I mean, the way that some Asian dramas are able to portray people's solo thought processes on mm. things. Mm-hmm. And that's always the thing, like, you want to tell people when they ask you, like, why are you watching Asian dramas so much? It's like, can you sit down for a good 10 minutes? Yeah. So I can actually <laughs> I'm gonna, we're going to need, we're going to need a little more time than yeah. you think we're going to need. Because well, me, what's... me just saying it's good. Oh, whatever. You know, it's like, no, no, no. Mm. They get a little bit deeper. Is yeah. What yeah. often happens. A perfect example of this is trying to Busan. Yes. It's, it's such a perfect example of what you're saying. It's because if you've never watched the movie, 
you, like, and you only know of it just like on passing, you just think it's this zombie horror film when in reality, the so real story more. of it is that the, the characters and the human experience mm-hmm. and the way that Gong Yu's character is the way that he is in the very beginning and the way that he grows throughout this journey, uh, like just in being a dad, like yeah. just, just that alone but then you can also see it in some of the other characters, even if they're like the minorest of characters, you yeah. see like, you know, some of the bad people in that movie are just entitled mm-hmm. people. Like it's not yeah. this necessarily zombies. And I think that's just, a, that like is a testament to what they can do and what they yeah. prefer to focus on is kind of more of the human experience, even in these like fantastical realms. Again, we enjoy Western media. There there can be emotional stories in Western media. Yeah. But that's why sometimes if you get used to, especially if you mostly consume the stuff that is more emotionally driven, Asian drama side, and then if you, especially if you pick up a show you don't know much about on the Western side, and then you're like, like, I feel oh, like ha- I feel like half of the story's missing because like, not <laughs> like wait, a, wait a second what's going what's going like, on here what, what's this person's thought processes how are they feeling about this you're not telling me anything <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't care what he's doing what does he think about it like <laughs> and, and you, just, you sometimes do feel like there's that disconnect and you're like oh and then you get used to it again it's you know it's mm-hmm. totally, yeah, yeah. but I think that definitely when I started watching Asian dramas, it was the emotional side that I immediately picked up on. Mm-hmm. Like that's there's way more storytelling going on here than I think I had experienced with a lot of other movies yeah. and shows mm-hmm. and stuff. Agreed. So we mentioned previously about how each of us probably has a different sort of, you know, comfort evening that we would plan for ourselves. So uh what what is it, ladies? What's your what's your idea of the perfect comforting healing evening with dramas? Set the scene for us. <laughs> oh, for me, it's usually a uh, hot bath. My husband made me in one of those nice like wooden trays that sits on top Ooh, of the bath, nice, nice, nice. and I set up my tablet and I put on something not too heavy. Like usually, try to go for something a little lighter, but something not um not goofy either mm-hmm. like I just I want something maybe a rom-com but like I don't know I feel like Japanese I usually gravitate towards Japanese for those because mm-hmm. the episodes tend to be shorter too mm-hmm. and, and stuff but I just like slap something on and you know mm-hmm. have maybe a glass of wine or a cup of tea or something and just be warm and something for me it actually like directly like was one of the reasons why I picked my username that I did one in a k-drama it was literally because like one of the things that I found like was really comforting was just to kind of like at the end of the day especially if it had been working or it'd been like particularly like draining day being mm-hmm. able to kind of like hang out on the couch with like yep. a glass of wine and watch a couple of episodes of a drama and especially when it's like kind of later at night. So like it was dark out. And then mm-hmm. especially I'm a very big like fall person because I just like when it's colder outside. And so like, especially when you could have like the windows open or mm. even when it's like gets a little bit more towards like winter where you could be like kind of actually like cold and snuggled up, like 
that's mm-hmm. very comforting to me. It just kind of creates the perfect night where you can just kind of like sit and relax and just like have fun with this story. That's like kind of a, like unfolding you and you're like comforted mm. because like, I like wine, but I'm not like a wine connoisseur and that's not why. <laughs> no, you enjoy <laughs> wine. I, you I don't enjoy, enjoy wine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was just like, it was kind of like almost like a nice, like ritual. It was like a way of my like body and my brain being like, it's the end of the day mm-hmm. before bed. This is like your trigger for it to be kind of a nice comforting period mm-hmm. of time. Let me, let me, let me set the scene. Uh, a bed, just a bed covered in comfy blankets. You got a nice pillow, soft. I like the soft pillows. Don't like the, don't like the squishy ones. You know the ones I mean? Like, I like the soft cotton ones, not the ones that like deform to your, yeah. Wearing like a nice onesie, but no socks because socks are the, for the devil socks inside. No, no, no. Let the little toesies go free. I got a nice fan on. Okay. I got my TV going. I got a cup of tea that I did not have to make myself sitting next to me. Nice, you know, snack of some sort. Usually there is a small annoying dog snuggled up next to me because that's my life. And I usually pick something Hmm. Well, it really depends on like the mood. If I've had like a shitty day or week or whatever, I will go for either something uh, like like a zombie movie or something really goofy. But if I've had just, if I've had like a good day and this is just like a good end to like a good day, I usually go for something you know maybe like not a rom com per se, but like something with a little romance. You know, something with a with a nice story to it. You know, just something real chill, just to end out my nice you know but yeah if i had a shitty week oh i want to back before i got into asian dramas i was really obsessed with the video game diablo 2 and every time <laughs> i would have a bad day if you play diablo 2 you'll know exactly what i'm talking about i would go in to the first section of diablo 2 and find as many fallen as i could which are the annoying little red devil dudes and like just kill as many of them as i could because <laughs> they are so annoying and i would just feel better so sometimes when you're having a bad day you're just like i want to see someone live my dreams you know i want to see that you know i want to see that you know zombie hunter just live my dreams for me you know <laughs> i want to be a zombie hunter so. i just like listen I, I do not have the physical capabilities to be a zombie hunter but i like seeing other people live in the dream you know you know <laughs> you guys covered a lot of my stuff that's, that's okay because you're this is a personal thing that's okay we can <laughs> be similar mm-hmm. it's the no socks thing right <laughs> no well, it's the wine she wanted the wine yeah. <laughs> yeah. if there's one thing we know about sky is that she loves drinking wine, wine and socks. I, I, I tried a wine lately and i actually liked it so like that was really weird Ooh. um but i was gonna say about natalia's thing she said like socks are for the devil so i just immediately thought of the devil wearing socks and it just made me laugh <laughs> and his little cloven hoofs yeah, like, oh, you know it. Like, now I need a drawing rendition of, like, the devil wearing socks. It just seems like It's gotta be hot there. It's gotta, gotta protect you. <laughs> yeah, you gotta protect your little footsies, right? For me, it's probably just, and I do definitely like the cold weather thing mm. whenever possible. Mm. I really enjoy fall. And then ideally, if I could be in the camper watching mm. stuff, that'd be great. Internet, though, I don't know. I need to figure out how to download stuff better. Um... <laughs> But if my dogs 
could be chill. That's always helpful if they're sleeping and I can actually get through a couple of episodes in a whack. That's great. That makes me very happy that I don't have to get up a good five times per episode. But uh, I wouldn't count on it. <laughs> this is the <laughs> perfect night. This is, my oh, that's true. This is the ideal night. The but, ideal night. In this ideal night, your husband has the dogs. He's taken them on a nice adventure. <laughs> but the, well, there are some evenings that they're like, "Well, we're gonna sleep for a couple hours." I'm like, "Yes!" Like I can, mm-hmm. I can, like actually, literally binge as opposed to the binge that gets interrupted multiple mm-hmm. times, which. I don't get frustrated at. I'm very used to these things, but yeah, just saying. In my ideal night, they're asleep at least, <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to wanting to go outside five times. And probably a fun drink, but usually for me, that's not alcoholic. Now, if we're talking cold weather, hot chocolate. That's, that's oh, yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah, or spicy tea. Ooh, love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a nice, like a nice chai. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Now then, I'm like, ooh, let's get. it's like still a little too hot to get cozy but (laughs) we're just there like we're so close so close so close and probably the type of show that I would usually go for would be now if I've had a rough day I I do tend to go kind of for my for the action stuff a little bit more but if if it's been pretty calm and whatever I probably gravitate towards something character driven if Mm. possible Mm -hmm. I do not usually reach for the super funny stuff then. Super funny is when I'm kind of feeling down, I think. But mm. actually on a normal day, I don't prefer the funny all the time. If I'm just trying to relax, the super funny, sometimes I find it off-putting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I'm at, it happens. Like, like... If, I, if I'm trying to just be chill and somewhat realistic, and I think the show's mm. going to be kind of realistic and then it takes some turns i'm like man I'm it, gonna take, go pick it takes else. a wild adventure yep. you were not that listen that happens it <laughs> happens and that's yep. not to say that i don't like those types of shows i've figured out i think my first year of watching dramas everything's so new that you just try mm-hmm. a lot of different things for me i am a very moody watcher i think mm. and i have to be in the correct mindset to handle some genres of shows but the more slightly realistic shows are the easy pickups for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't have to mentally get into my super imaginative headspace. But I like a good fantasy. I really do. I just have to be ready to deal with like the nonsensical aspects of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just getting cozy and unwinding and being able, I, I like being able to binge through a few episodes at a time. Yeah. Like that's. Mm-hmm. If you have the time to yeah. just get lost in the story at least a little bit for a while, that's what I really, really like. I think like with those types of the shows that are like really good that are like bingeable but not necessary bingeable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where like you can stop it at any point, and it's gonna be fine. But like there's the binge because you just are like naturally enjoying it, not mm-hmm. like you like are invested in the story and you want to like complete it like like a thriller. Um, yeah where there would be sort of a cliffhanger those are the really good ones where you could like just do two and it's very like satisfying mm-hmm. but you still yes. enjoyed it I really like those especially mm. for those type of nights I mean like I will like probably focus more on like a horror especially if it's cold outside because it just like feels yeah, like nice and comfy or but, you like, know, when you're in the spooky season yeah like, but like I guess the, the more character driven or the more found family driven ones mm-hmm. are the ones that mm-hmm. are like nice like that where it's kind of like 
you can have just those two episodes mm-hmm. and it be just very content like with yeah. the, mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. the night in your and sometimes enjoying. that's even the plot arc how it's naturally yeah. written like uh, kind of a small end cap after yeah. a two season arc of some two episode arc of something mm-hmm. but yeah that's always really nice as it's, opposed to the binge that's like I must know what happens yeah there's yeah, the binge where, you're like, where every I episode ends on some kind of cliffhanger stop. and you're like ah, yeah. <laughs> stressful binge why are we you doing this to me before. why are you doing this to me <laughs> that is the opposite of comforting exactly exactly <laughs> it can be it can be fun too that but is you when have... you're like staying up all night and yeah. knowing that you're not gonna sleep or have very few hours of sleep <laughs> Also, it's good. So even for the ones that aren't like thrillers or anything, but if it's good if other people warn you if a show is like, no, once you start it, you're mm-hmm. not good. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you will not probably want to put that down. Yeah. So like an example for me was because this is my first life. Mm-hmm. Like, Ooh. that is not a thriller show. It's not no. like you're, <laughs> are they going to die? But that's like, you start it. And if, if you if it hits with you and you're invested in it, mm-hmm. you're going to want to see the end. <laughs> I watched it as it was airing. Biggest mistake oh, of my life. Biggest oh, mistake of my life. It, it was, oh. it, I did too. And it was like, I would watch every single episode like three times because yes. it was out and it was sticky and there was no subs, but I didn't care. So I was going to watch it. <laughs> I watched it with no subs. And then I'd watch it again when it was subbed. And then I watched it again because the next episode, you know, like, I, like, I mean, the set of two, we'll, we'll call them as one episode, but you know, like over the course of a week, like every episode three times, because I was like, just like, I just need more and there is no more to watch. Like, so dear, dear listener, if you're listening, we all recommend because of <laughs> my first life. Uh, we're all big fans. But do not assume that you can just put two episodes out of that oh, sucker and be no. happy. <laughs> No, you want to know what happens. Like you could. I it, mean, if it invests you in the binge. You're like, yeah, I have this like long weekend, and I want yeah, to binge. Perfect, perfect choice, and it's on Netflix. Perfect, perfect, perfect. perfect. But like, you get it invests you in the character so quickly, <laughs> so quickly, and then there's and then just as a little icing on the top, little cherry. Uh, there's an adorable cat. Hey, yes. <laughs> what else? Do you so want? like, literally cutest cat. Very it really is. Cat. There are points you're like, I love the two so much, but that cat is doing something in the background, and that's <laughs> yeah. all I'm paying. You're, you're like, that cat it's is like, like doing major, the most major parts, and I'm like, put the cat in the background. <laughs> like, there's that one like big scene where they're in her room, and he's crawling on the like back on like the bookcase, yeah. and I'm like. Uh, you, I'm gonna have to watch this scene twice again. <laughs> yeah, like you're just like you're like, ooh, that cat is working it. That cat is working this, working the set. It's a cute but, uh, cat. Speaking of Netflix, another so, something that's happening currently is Jesse recently shared a list of like some of the dramas that are going to be pulled at the end of the yeah. month. Oh my god! And there's a handful of ones that. I, I've known I've legitimately like really wanted to watch. I know I will probably really enjoy, mm. but I have not made the time to do it because I've been trying to stay so current or whatever with mm. other ones I've been interested in. And there are things that I just thought would always be around. Mm. Yeah. You know, kind of yeah. like the whole drama fever thing. Yeah. You thought it would be around and then all of a sudden, oh no, like now no. I know this will not be around. So talk about stress binging. 
like <laughs> no I'm, the, I'm <laughs> the same way right now yeah. like Here, here's a handful of dramas it's like I'm going to be stress binging. Like, if I don't finish this ASAP, there is going to be a problem. I mean, to and be fair, you're... there are a couple of them on Vicky, but like, if you only like have mm-hmm. Netflix, then yeah, yeah, I, I should double check between the two and yeah. be like, okay, this this one is like actually gonna poof poof. And, I and I'm to... I'm sure we will put a link to this thread uh, <laughs> on the yeah. website for yeah. anyone who's like, oh shit, what ones? <laughs> <laughs> So if you want a stress binge, um, join it, us. Yeah. Once you start one, I mean, there's ways to go about binging in a non-stressful way. It's just, we know that we have an expiration date. <laughs> yeah. No, this was our portion of the non-healing drug. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's what you do. Find ones on that list that are healing dramas, and then maybe it balances Perfect. out for you. So how about before we go, we each recommend two dramas that we found, you know, particularly healing. And we'll probably put up a list on my drama list of more than just these eight. So, you know, check it out there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we went, uh, we went age order the first time. So Sky, we're going reverse age. Yeah. So you get to pick first. (laughs) 30 but 17. Oh, yes. Oh, Yeah. I, I didn't nice. even li- write yep. that down. That's great. And I will say that one in particular, the characters themselves experience mm. healing. And also, I mean, I don't know how much I personally identified a ton with some of it, but it was very heartwarming and found family aspects and is just a really, really good watch. And it is not incredibly stressful later on mm. the first couple of episodes are a little tough not like hard hard but the main character is going through a really tough time mm-hmm. in her life so for her character it is a very difficult moment so don't go in thinking it's all fluffy and roses and stuff like she has to overcome a lot yeah. and is, is it really like super realistic with that probably not quite <laughs> but the way they handle the emotional side of those Mm. characters is really well done and I did appreciate the different relationships between different age groups of people and stuff Mm. and Mm -hmm. from all different kind of backgrounds and things it was just I like characters when they get close even though they may not be you know all same age friends type thing yeah yeah these people are all actually very different but they've all been through things and they come together and I just really Mm. enjoyed that I'm going to say, sorry if I steal it, Hospital Playlist. Yeah, yeah. you did. <laughs> <laughs> oh. okay. Here, Hospital Playlist. No, 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 I've got, I've got like more. It's okay. Don't worry about it. No, no, I've got a Hospital Playlist too. It's fine, it's fine. <laughs> We've Hosp- all got Hospital Playlist, okay? <laughs> hospital Playlist. The thing about it is... It shows people going through things mm. and it does show an idealized version of what you know hospital work life is mm-hmm. but the manner that this group of friends and also seeing them not at work being just friends and mm-hmm. dealing with mm-hmm. aspects of each other's lives not in the workplace to me that's mm-hmm. a good part of it too yeah you're, you're not always in the hospital you are also dealing with their relationships and all types of things, even mm-hmm. just their group of friend relationships and the personal growth that they're all working through their own stuff. Mm-hmm. 
you're seeing side characters work through their own stuff mm-hmm. and achieve and and that's and that's why it's kind of idealized as far mm. as real life yeah you don't get to see all these side people you don't know that well make gains in their money or like <laughs> relationship life or something but it's nice to or you get to see these little vignettes of like mm. this episode we're going to talk about this patient that's really going through this rough time they don't even know but you get to see this person behind the scenes helped them somehow and it made a huge difference in their life and now they have a better shot at life and healing and all these mm-hmm. things so even you see literal healing mm. from like pretty much every character you run across but it does not mm. feel like unrealistic though it's idealized and it's it's never easy and there can be death. I mean, it, stuff happens. So there's a lot to hospital playlist. Mm, and a lot of people get scared by the timestamps on it. As far <laughs> Don't as be. How it, long. it does not feel that long when you're watching it. It no. doesn't feel that long. It's also a show that like, even though I personally really love like sitting through the entire episode, you can stop it and return to it and it's not yeah. going to like hinder your experience or like you won't have mm-hmm. to like adjust to like remember what was going on mm-hmm. it's really easy to do yeah the storytelling and the pace of the storytelling is another thing as far as typically not very stress inducing mm-hmm. despite being a you know again taking place in the hospital half the time or more um th- there will be stressful moments if you're in the midst of like dealing with something but just the way everything's handled but mostly the relationships and the yeah. growth that you see throughout all the characters they're really good and that's that's comfort i still haven't picked up season two yet but i will so for me for first i'm gonna pick uh one that just it got all my emotions out and i've mentioned it several times it's literally the only drama that's ever made me cry and that would be moved to heaven um it's like Dramas do not make me cry, okay? Like, I do not cry watching movies, nothing. This, I don't know what was up with this drama. (laughs) Like, it has everything for, like, a good catharsis. Like, if you've just been bottling up your emotions and, like, you know, just you're feeling stressed out by life and you just need, you know, sometimes you just need a good cry to, like, Mm -hmm. you know, get get yourself right, you know? Mm -hmm. But you just, you can't make it happen. The show will make it happen. (laughs) <laughs> she will make it but, happen but don't go in not wanting to cry that yeah is not no, the show to pick no if you're if you're looking to like have you know bone dry eyes this ain't the show this ain't it chief <laughs> like this is not gonna happen Mm-mm. uh and my other one is a bit of like it's it's a bit of an out an outside but i will i will explain why obviously uh and that would be the massive 50 episode c drama the untamed which is on netflix and i think mostly the structure of how the show is put together which is based on the structure of the novel so it does make sense where you see how the character ended up it has like a th- like sort of a 3 to 4 act structure where act 1 is you see what happens like how the character ended up like and then it starts telling his story of how he gets to this point and it's got also oh, it's got so much good like character interactions like you've got miscommunications and betrayals and it just like you fall in love with all these characters and they all have very different personalities and like they go through you know all sorts of trials and things and then you finally see how it like 
led to this point and you're like oh like because when you first meet the characters you're like well how did that how does that happen how does that happen to him like he seems like such a nice fun fun loving sweet guy like how does how how does this isn't even it happens in the first 30 seconds so i can't it's not a spoiler the show starts with him like getting stabbed by his brother and falling off a cliff into like the depths of hell essentially is how the opening of this show <laughs> happens and then he's like reborn into a new body which is just his old body for ease of purpose but nobody recognizes <laughs> yeah but no nobody nobody recognizes him whatever um of course of course but like just the story of like him remembering all of the shit that happened that like let there's something just emotionally fulfilling about this whole tale and then there's like a whole other this show is complex there are a billion characters like all wuxia fantasy but they're great they're it's great characters it's a good show and there's a reason why it's as popular as it is and if <laughs> you haven't like checked it out like i feel like a lot of people are like oh it's you know that that show that was supposed to be gay but like chinese censorship it's so much more than that like also mm -hmm. it's still plenty gay don't worry about it guys <laughs> like if that's what you're in it for like worry not but like there's so much going on and you just like the characters their growth and their arcs just they pull at they pull at your heart you know and they're just and oh the ghost general. Oh, the ghost general. <laughs> As someone who knows nothing about the no. ghost general, that's really funny. I know. <laughs> like, like, oh, oh, he's such a sweet oh, he's ghost he's general. Such a little bean. Like, <laughs> a little bean. Like, the, just, like, a murdery little bean. Is it? It wasn't his fault. He didn't mean it. Um, anyway. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, see, now if you want to know what's up with the ghost general, I guess you're going to have to go on Netflix and watch The Untamed. It's, it's incredible. And though the first couple episodes will be very confusing, the longer you watch, the less confusing it gets. So keep with it. Keep with so, it. Yeah. So one, one question I've had, yes. I kind yes. of have with a lot of those types of shows, and I would always want to ask in particular mm -hmm. each show, but with The Untamed, since there is a large cast of characters, mm -hmm. Do you just kind of let that wash over you and not worry too much about who yeah. you constantly? And also, like, in terms of the costumes, most of the characters are color-coded, so you can yeah, at least, no. like, know, like, who they're associated with, like, like even if guys. you don't remember their names. But, like, you're, you're don't red even dude. try. Cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, the guy who wears, who wears the purple, that's the main dude's brother. The guys in the blue and white, they're like the... You know, they're a different the, family. There's yeah, the, yeah, they're, they're color. <laughs> the ones with the ones with the red dot, like that's a different clan. Like the ones who carry this sort of sword, that's yeah. But like, there's only so there's visual really, cues that help. Yeah, there's yeah. all these like like minor characters, but there's only like ten main characters. So like, once you get a handle on those characters, you're good. But okay. you know, the other ones are just incidental. Like, oh, here's that you know grandpa or whatever. yeah, here's that yeah. dude who hangs out with the other dude. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's very helpful. No, like they're they're all color. They're literally color coded. Like, oh, you're wearing red. You must be from the Wen clan. Yeah. <laughs> you're wearing yeah. white and blue, and you have the little thing over your forehead. You must be from the Lan clan, from the cloud recesses. Okay. <laughs> I think it's a testament to sort of the characterization of the show that it's become popular with people who are not 
into wuxia right. dramas mm-hmm. whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I, d- I have seen some hilarious hot takes on the drama from people who don't know what the source material is. I think my favorite being there was like this British writer, I think she was British, trying to figure out why do people like the Untamed so much? And her analysis was because there were so many attractive single men male characters that women can you know lust after or whatever and i was like oh girl (laughs) sure fine but it may not be reciprocated (laughs) so but uh yeah no it's just the it just has so many i can't call it comforting but like just i just love it and I think other people would love it too, even if they're not really into that sort of show. Uh, but I will warn you, the first couple episodes, you're like, what the fuck is happening? Like, but keep watching. It'll... You'll get there. Yeah, and also, like, keep in mind that these characters, despite the fact that, like, things will happen, like, 30 years, different time, they'll look exactly the same, okay? We're, we're living <laughs> in a fantasy world where nobody ages past the age of, like, 23, Okay. So when they're playing 16-year-olds, they look 23. When they're playing 40-year-olds, they look 23. Just go with it. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> okay, so I was going to pick 12 Nights as one of my options, mm. but mm. we have a full spoiler episode That's on That's true, we do. So I'm going to make you go listen to that instead of like, talking about it. plan. It'll be linked in our blog post. Don't, don't worry. Um, uh, the first one I'm going to pick is uh, truly one uh, healing one within the characters. The characters are healing mm. throughout the entire journey of the the series and that is the series just between lovers Mm. it's a it's kind of a hard one because it it really is it's a it's a mellow so you're gonna have some parts where it's gonna be really hard the story is about a mall that collapses Mm. and it follows some of the characters who were part of that collapse and the aftermath of it in dealing with it uh because they most of the characters that we like at least the two specific ones that are two main characters were young they were in their teens when it happened and now it's been I don't know it's an anniversary maybe like 10 years 15 years I can't remember uh since the anniversary of this collapse and it deals with just the kind of aftermath of it the pains that the the people who are still who lived through it deal Mm -hmm. with it the pains of the family members of the people lost up with it. And the two main characters go kind of on a journey to heal themselves from their PTSD through themselves finding each other and other things that they do, which I won't, they're not super spoilers, but like you get to a point yeah. where you kind of see what's going on. Um, Kind of the main crux of this whole thing is that there's now a, like an apartment complex being trying to be built on the grounds mm. of the place. And so that's a big thing but it's just it's really beautiful it's, I think it's really done really well I think it showcases a lot of what trauma can do to people in general mm-hmm. and they do some really great things with like not only the PTSD of the survivors who have to go through really mm-hmm. reliving what happened reliving the trauma that they were the ones who survive and other people didn't mm-hmm. um so I really respected that and the way that they did that and the way that um some of the they're not even like main characters or like one-off characters from an episode will talk about how they 
um, have trauma because they may be potentially were the reason that person was in that area at that one time when it's really yeah. not their fault. And they kind of showcase a lot of that kind of grief. Mm. And I think it's just done really beautifully and really respectfully and everybody does mm-hmm. really well. I really, really suggest watching it. It's, it's one of my favorite dramas. So I highly suggest watching it. It's just, it's really good all around. And I think every character in the entire story does really well with it. Cause you really do see the aspect of every single person, no matter how they're connected or how far away they're connected, you see the viewpoints of the stress that it caused and what happened in the aftermath of that. And there's some, I just think it just, it does a really good job at that. It is technically not like true story, but like there was a massive building that collapsed Mm -hmm. in Korea that it's kind of referencing. So there's also that too. Mm -hmm. Um, So Mm -hmm. I'm sure in terms of what we were saying before, it might not be something specifically for us to deal with, but I'm sure that there are people who still are around who lost family members or were part of it that collapse Mm -hmm. that maybe this was a healing drama for them Mm -hmm. because it was a really significant thing in Korea. Mm -hmm. That's always interesting how sometimes K-dramas, they will take similar aspects of something, some large grief thing Mm -hmm. that happens and it's obvious that they try to help people process it. Yeah. Making a show pretty soon after, it seems. And yeah. Mm-hmm. That's definitely something that I haven't seen Western media really grapple with before. Mm-hmm. No, when we do stuff like that, it it's usually just to sensationalize the horrible yeah, experience, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know. Right. Yeah. But, uh, Jesse, just between lovers, you've rewatched it a few times, haven't mm-hmm. you? Like, there's a big rewatchability aspect mm-hmm. of I mean, I, I guess some people can't, like, you wouldn't be able to, because it is very emotional. There is, mm-hmm. it is really, like, there are parts when you'll cry mm-hmm. on it, and it's not, it's, it is something that could be a trigger to people, um, but I personally have watched it twice full, wow. and um, I loved every aspect of it. It also has some really great found family aspects to mm. it, and, um, like, not even found family, but, like, actual found family like there's a there's like a difference between like a found family of like cast of characters that come together and like a group of people who actually had to come together and function as an actual family union that happens with that um that I think they do Mm. Uh, so yes highly highly suggested it's on Vicky Yes. (laughs) Yes. yes yeah I think so yes yes and then the next one is more of maybe more of like a healing comfort drama for me personally, even though it like, I don't really connect with the characters or anything like that. I just, I, it was a good drama for me to watch at the time and it's called in time with you. It's a Japanese drama. It's on mm-hmm. Vicky. I know that um, they aired it on Vicky. It's a friends to lovers story. And it's about the two friends who are best friends and they have a really beautiful relationship and it really focuses on the the female who's kind of going through things and going through like life and just pressures of like you know being a woman in society essentially mm-hmm. and being a, someone who's been in really tough relationships and kind of trying to find their worth and their footing in like both mm-hmm. rest- relationships of love relationships and work relationships and I really like it because I do enjoy friends to lovers as a, a genre. I, 
but I also love more friends who stay friends. A lot of like friends to lovers, I don't think does it correctly for me um, in Mm. terms of, I don't like when it's one-sided and then like all of a sudden the other side kind of starts to feel the same as the other side because I feel it's kind of like it it presents itself to maybe more manipulated or like Mm. controlled by the other person. And this story doesn't do that. It is clear that the male who is still very much in love with her is not pursuing anything because he knows what she's dealing with and is not Mm. in respecting her. And it's just, it's a really beautiful story. It's a remake of Taiwanese drama that I also think does well. I haven't watched it, so I don't know. Um, It's definitely not anywhere that I can find. And I've heard from other people that they really like it. There's also a, another version of it maybe a Thai version or a Korean it's version. Possible. I don't know, but I, I feel like the Japanese drama is supposed to follow cl- more closely to the Taiwanese drama. So if mm. you're kind of look, mm. looking for that, I also personally really loved it. Cause I love the actors who played in the Japanese drama. They did some things that you could tell mm. were not, they were just their connection with each other filming, you know, and that sort of thing. And just their connection with the, their families. They have like such beautiful families, both of them. They're, it's it's really sweet and they're like fun and it's just it's it's healing in a way because you're like it's a, emotional at times and you feel sad uh, or like you feel upset for the person um but like it's healing because you see the journey of them get together when they're supposed to not like forced and just the mm-hmm. the journey of being in this seeing this beautiful relationship because their relationship even as just best friends is very very beautiful and it it just it was like a really great like watch for me it made you feel warm inside and like nice and just all around like was a great drama for me mm-hmm. a few of the ones that I would have mentioned we've already talked about like when well not this you know but like in the episode when the weather is fine was one for me and um like even just sky had mentioned chicago typewriter and that kind of is on my list because there is a lot of healing that goes on in that one too but i think for me the first one that kind of popped into my head is my mister or my ajushi which is heavy. It is not light. It is, it's heavy, heavy. And it's about Mm. healing for the characters, not so much healing for me watching it, but um, it starts dark and it starts hard and it is, it's a hard watch in the beginning, especially, but it does get better and it gets better slowly. And Mm. like, I always describe it as being a light at the end of the tunnel kind of thing. And if you can make it through the first like four episodes, you can see that light and the drama heads clearly towards it from that mm. point forward. So um, it's beautiful. It has great characters and people are not perfect and people who are bad are not all bad and people who, you know, it's flawed people doing bad things sometimes that hurt other people Mm -hmm. and then people coming out of that and people choosing to be good even though bad things are done to them and Mm -hmm. stuff like it just it's when I'm describing it it kind of comes across like it's a crime drama or something which it's not it's like an office drama but um, (laughs) 
this really intense kind of like it, it just mm. it's a really good one and there's family family and there's found family and there's the interconnectedness of that and there's um there are sort of romantic relationships but like I I know that a big concern when the show was announced was that IU is the main female lead mm -hmm. and the guy in it is old enough to be her dad and people were kind of freaking out about it being a romantic and it is not a romantic relationship between them and that's not a spoiler it's just not and it's it's good it's just it's just a really good thing and I think for some people knowing that it's not romantic going in lets you just kind of not chill a little bit about romance people. yeah not everything so, um yeah and it's just about it's about healing it's about trauma and loss and struggle and mm -hmm. uh and it's good it's so 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 good I <laughs> I have never rewatched it though because it's it's very, very good, but it's very, very hard to watch at times. Mm. So it's like, uh, no, not today. You know, I keep saying like, yeah, maybe sometime. And then that pandemic hit and time has just not been hitting for me. So you're like, not, not this time. So um, I think the other one I'm going to mention is um, a Chinese drama that I watched last year, year before, I don't remember, called Journey Across the Night which deals with mental illness a lot and yeah healing in some weird ways but it, it kind of has that vignette thing that happens in other dramas like mm -hmm. mystic pop-up bar and stuff where you get healing for like side characters every couple of weeks and kind of I kind of take it you get a bit of that in hospital playlist and stuff like that too where you get like those mm -hmm. those little stories right mm -hmm. with side characters with patients whatever and so there's those stories going on, but there's also like an arc of there's like three main characters who are friends mm -hmm. who also have problems, two of them more specifically than the third one, but mm -hmm. who have struggles with mental illness in their lives directly with their parents, with their siblings, with, you know, their life and, um, and just that the healing in that doesn't always look like a complete healing, right? It, it looks like finding the source of that trauma and then learning how to move around it in a way that lets you function and um it, not at all was that what I was expecting when I went into it because it was the trailer made it out to be a horror show which I don't know why I picked it up when that's what they made it look like because that's not usually my thing but I'm glad I did so it's not really a horror show but um it's very cool and very yeah, I it very healing, very uh, yeah. unexpected ending. I I enjoyed it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, and non-binary friends, uh, this has been our episode about healing dramas. We hope you enjoyed listening to it. Um, if you want all the links and everything that we talk about, you're gonna have to go to certifiedunas.com, our website, to find the links to everything that we talked about. Um, and if you want to follow us on social media, we're on pretty much all the social medias, but most strongly on Instagram and Twitter. Twitter's kind of where we live generally, um, as people, you know. And if you want to support this podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash certified newness to become part of the certified found family. That's right. The found family is the best. They're wonderful. We have a lot of fun over there. Um, 
and you know we do things and also if you want to you know come chat all things drama music asian entertainment you're gonna have to go to our discord we have a discord uh that is popping off generally uh we have a good we have a good time on discord you know we're we love we love hearing suggestions from our listeners and you know discussions about what we talked about and you know people's what people are watching what they're listening to uh so we'll do all that on the on the discord and we have a good time so thank you for listening you can find us wherever podcasts can be found as well as youtube but you know but Go to the website if you want all the links and all the episodes. Uh, And we hope you have a fantastic week. You take time for some self-care. Take care of yourself and keep enjoying Asian entertainment. Bye. Bye. Bye.